All right, we're in a sermon series called Teach Us to Pray. Teach Us to Pray, and I'm, I'm, I'm especially excited about today's sermon because um, today we're going to actually end the sermon by taking communion um, at both campuses and online. If you are online, you can also take communion. We would ask you to get the elements together, the bread and the cup, and then at the end of service, we will invite everyone to take uh, a special communion with us. Um, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be sort of, for us, the first time that we've, we've done this uh, like in a, in a really comprehensive, full way for a long time. Because back in pre-pandemic, we used to take the bread and we used to dip it into the cup. And for some reason, that, that, that flow just doesn't work anymore. People are like, I'm not dipping my bread in your bread and the other person's bread. Um, so we have a, a, a very special arrangement for you, very sanitary. Um, but it's going, to be, it's going to be awesome. So what, what we're focusing on today, and, and we've been walking through the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, um, and what we've been focusing on is line by line, we have been examining the prayer that Jesus taught us, right? We, taught, we, we learned a couple weeks ago, uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We, all, all, all we studied that, we explored that. Last week we looked at thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today we're going to focus on one verse, Verse 11 from chapter 6, and the verse says, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Today, for just the next few moments, for real, I'm going to preach on the subject, Who's your supplier? Who is your supplier? All right, let's, let's, let's still our hearts one more time. Let's pray, and then we dive in. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for, for being the bread. Thank you for being our source and our strength. Thank you, Lord God, for being with us here today, visiting us here, and transforming us. We pray that this sermon would be not a snack but a, a feast, and that our hearts would nourish upon your word. We thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, how many of y'all have heard about what's called the uh, supply chain problem over the last couple of years, right? The supply chain problem is a, a phenomenon that has happened, you know, during the pandemic where you order something or you try to buy something, um, but the person that supplies it is, in, is incapable or una unable to get you what you need. Um, it's a supply chain problem. The problem was that during the pandemic, uh, demand rose for products. People wanted stuff. They were sitting at home clicking on Amazon just trying to buy stuff because they couldn't go anywhere, so they were buying stuff, right? But at the same time, the suppliers had to, lay, had to you know, lay people off and were shutting down and couldn't meet together, so supply uh, uh, shrunk up, right? Supply decreased. How many knows that when, uh, when demand increases and supply decreases, it makes things a little more expensive? Anybody notice that? Anybody bought anything recently, Right? My wife and I are in the, in the market, we've been in the market for like the last year and a half for um, a new car for her. When I say new, I mean new used, you, new to us, that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a new used car because not that the 2011 minivan uh, is not appropriate anymore, but you know, my wife has basically said, thank you to the minivan for your years of service to our children, and now it's time for you to go find another place to serve, right? Um, so, so we've been, look, we've been looking for, for a new vehicle. The problem is the cost of cars right now is through the roof. Is anybody trying to buy a car? Don't try to do it right now. Wait till next year. 
Because used cars have gone up like 50%. New cars have gone up 12, 15%. It's crazy, right? And the problem, the reason, and I'm not an economist, but the way I understand it is it's a supply chain issue, right? When, when there was a big demand, supply dried up. Because cars need all kinds of things that you don't even think of. They need these little semiconductor chips. And these little semiconductor chips go into everything. Your airbag, your seat, you know, your seat motor, uh, your, your speedometer. They go into everything. And, and at least in, in, in some areas, those, the supply of those semiconductors uh, was not available. So the people who designed and made the semiconductors couldn't get it to the people who installed the semiconductor into an airbag. And they couldn't get the airbag, which now didn't have a semiconductor, installed into the car. And they couldn't get the car to the lot. And so now I can't get the car unless I'm willing to pay $10 million, which I'm not willing to do, right? So it's a supply chain problem. We experienced it at church. Um, we, we, you see this microphone doesn't have a wire on it, right? For like 10 years, our, our microphones all had wires on them. And finally, our worship team is like, hey, man, this is not Woodstock. Can we move on from the, you know, can we move on from the used wired mics and get like a, a wireless mic? Come on, the worship team is like, yes. So, but we couldn't get one because the demand was high. Worship team was knocking on the door, Minister Shea and, and Pastor Tyler, uh, but the supply was low. And we actually put in an order for these microphones like a year and a half ago. And about two or three, every two or three or four months, I'd be like, hey, whatever happened to those microphones that we ordered, right? Well, they would call and the supplier would say, man, where our, our supplier or the retailer would say our supplier can't, can't supply, right? Finally, Minister Shea and Pastor Tyler said, you know what? It's time to find a new supplier, right? I believe, and I've seen this in my own heart, I've seen this in, in the lives of the people that I serve, sometimes we end up in a spiritual supply chain problem. Sometimes the things that we long for and our soul needs, we cannot get. There's a, there's a gap between our soul's demand and the world's supply. Sometimes we long for things, and all of us long for the same thing, by the way. We long for love. We long for real love, to be loved and to love. We long for true peace. We long for, we long for real joy, not just momentary pleasure, but we all long for the same things. We long for real joy. We long for real stability, a sense of security, a sense of peace and hope. We all long for the same things, and yet we go out and we try to get them in different places that cannot supply them. How many of you know sometimes you're... I hate to even say this because it's so old and, and janky, but there was a song when I was a kid that, called, that was called Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. I, wasn't, I definitely was not going to do that. I wasn't going to say that. But, but that's, that's kind of the reality, right? We, we long for things and we go seek things, but we seek them in places that cannot deliver. The supply is not there. The demand is high. The supply is low. And so what I would posit to you today, and what I believe Jesus is teaching us when he teaches us, when he says, give us this day our daily bread, right? What I think he's teaching us is, hey, I think you need to look to a new supplier. I think some of the things that you're seeking are available to you, but they're not available to you from the sources from which you are seeking them. So I want you to orient your heart. I want you to come before the Lord, and I want you to say, God, God, you give us this day our daily bread. God, we need the supply that comes from you, right? If you're taking notes, I want you to write down this word. Write down the word source. 
write down the word source. Source. I have a, um, a delicious, fresh-baked loaf of bread here this morning. This, this loaf of bread was baked by um, our facilities director. His name is Joe Baker. He is also a chef and a baker. I've talked about him before. And he bakes these loaves of bread. In fact, these are the loaves that you're all going to have during communion. Um, but the, the communion um, distributors have been warned not to break off too big a piece. And there's no butter and there's no jelly, okay? But I'm just... Um, but, but when Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, when he uses the word bread, it, it actually means a little more than what we mean when we say bread. In the ancient Near East, about 50 to 70% of the caloric intake of the Israelites was bread. This was the main source of sustenance and nourishment of the people to whom Jesus was speaking. They would have some fish from time to time. Every once in a while, they would kill the fatted lamb. They had some, you know, vegetables and lentils and this sort of thing, right? But at the end of the day, bread was the source of nourishment. And then Jesus took it even further, and he said, listen, uh, I am the true bread. So what he was saying is, when I talk about bread, I'm talking about your physical sustenance. I'm also talking about your spiritual nourishment. I'm talking about everything. So when you say, God, give us this day our daily bread, what you're doing is you're reaching out to the source of all life, the source of all sustenance, the source of all strength, the source of all power, the source of everything you need, and asking the source to give you what you need. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I am embarrassed to ask for what I need. Does anybody else suffer from that issue? Like, you know, only, only one person. That means the rest of you are too embarrassed to admit that you're too embarrassed to ask for what you need. Wow. Like, if Rebecca and I are out to, to dinner, right? We're out to dinner. We're on a date. Um, if my meal is delivered to me and it's not quite right, it's like not exactly what I ordered, my tendency is to go, oh, it's, I mean, it's, I'll be fine. I'll be fine, right? That's not Rebecca's tendency. Rebecca's tendency is to go, excuse me, waiter, waiter, excuse me, right? And uh, waiter comes over, and she'll say, um, this is not exactly how my husband asked to have that prepared. So if you don't mind sending that back to the kitchen and getting that the right way, right? And I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, please, actually, that'd be nice, right? <laughs> and if the waiter can't do it, she'll ask for the manager. And if the manager can't do it, she'll ask for the chef. And if the chef can't do it, she'll go to the owner because she's going to get it done one way or the other. She's going to go to the source, ask for what she needs, and get it back. The thing that Jesus is saying to, to us is like a lot of times we don't have because we don't ask. Or when we ask, we ask the wrong person. We go to the wrong source to get what we need, right? Look at, look at, look at how, uh, look at how uh, Jesus put it in a couple chapters after the prayer. He said, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? None of you would do that. If your son wants bread, you're going to give him bread. If your son asks for a fish, who of you would give him a snake? You're not going to give him a snake when he asks for a fish. If you then, though you are evil, he says, look, I know how you are. You people are just messed up. You're all jacked up. You're sinful. You've got a broken heart. You're corrupt. But even you would not give a snake to a child if they asked for a fish. Even you would not give a stone to a child if they asked for bread. 
Even you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who, what? To, ha- to ask him. Those who ask him. Jesus' brother James, a few uh, years later, wrote this. He said, you do not have because you do not ask God. The reason you don't have is because you've not gone to the source. You're sitting there not going to the source. You're not asking God for what you need. When you ask, he said, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So even when you do ask, you're either going to the wrong source or you're asking for the wrong purpose, right? And so what Jesus is teaching us in this moment is teaching us, hey, let's go ask the Father for what we need. Let's go to the source. The whole thing that we've been talking about the last three weeks, the goal of this whole series is every person praying every day, right? Every single one of us spending time in prayer, and I mean, this is real. I mean this for really, 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 ask God. Before you think about it, before you talk about it, before you try to achieve it, spend time with the Lord saying, God, do you want me to have this? Can I have this? Let me spend time with you and see what you want me to have, and I will seek it from you. Go to the source. I'm just telling you, there's so many times, and people think it's a cliche, but it's not. But when I talk to people about struggles and issues and challenges they're facing, one of the first things I always ask is, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? And what a lot of people will do is they think that that's kind of a, like just a brush off. That's not a brush off. That's the real thing, right? The real thing is pray. Ask God. What do you need? Spend time in prayer. Ask God. So then the question comes up, okay, what should we pray for? Like how, what, what exactly is it that we're asking God for, right? I want to go back to the verse. Let's look at it again. He says this in verse 11. He says, give us this day our what? Put that next verse up. There you go. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. If you're taking notes, write down this word, sufficiency. Sufficiency. Source, sufficiency. Our daily bread. Um, Can we geek out for just a second? You guys want to geek out in the Greek out? Let's Greek out. Geek out? No? Okay, here we go. Um, here's what that word daily is in the Greek. I'm going to take a moment so I pronounce it correctly. Epiosios. There it is. Epiosios. Epiosios is the word daily. What it means is appropriate to what is coming on, appropriate to what is happening, suitable or apt for the coming day. What Jesus is saying is when you ask... Ask for what is appropriate and suitable and apt for right now. It doesn't say, give us this day our yearly bread. Give us this day our retirement bread. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Because what Jesus is trying to teach us is that our hearts will wander off and go try to grasp at things that are not appropriate for us or we're not ready for or we don't need right and when we get those things or if we get those things he knows that those will keep us from relying on him and trusting on him if you've ever walked a dog i have a we have a little dog a little french bulldog if you ever walk him 
It doesn't matter how long the leash is. He's going to go find the end of the leash. If the leash is two feet, he will be straining at two feet. If you give him 10 feet of slack, he will pull at 10 feet. If you give him 50 feet of slack, he's still going to be out 50 feet away, right, pulling at the leash. So it doesn't matter. His heart just is always like more, more, more. That's our heart, right? If you have children, you know this. If you give your children one cookie, what do they want? More. They want two cookies, right? If you get them one cake pop at Starbucks one time, every time you drive by Starbucks, right? We have screen time at our house. Screen time is Saturday. Saturday screen time. That's the day that you get to look at screens. You get the iPad out. You can watch Netflix. You can do Minecraft. Saturday. Saturday is screen day. Saturday. It's been that way for years. Saturday, right? You know what they're asking for on Monday? Not my older sons. I'm not talking about my older sons. I'm talking about my little kids, right? Monday, they want screen time. Tuesday, they want screen time. Wednesday, they want screen time, right? But as their father and, 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 as, their, and as their mother, it's our job to say, well, this is sufficient. What you want is more than is sufficient, right? Two cook- one cookie is sufficient. Two cookies is too much, right? One day of screen time is sufficient. And maybe a little bit on Friday night. But, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's too much, right? But our hearts are always longing for more. And the reason is because we have a scarcity mentality. We don't trust God in the day-to-day. And so we want to amass as much as we can. We want to hoard unto ourselves as much as we can because we're afraid that the next day we won't have what we need. And Jesus says, look, if you will trust in your father, you know that you will have what you need on a daily basis. Trust him today because tomorrow there's enough worries for tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough to worry about itself. I want you to trust God for your daily bread, that which is suitable and apt for a day. I love this prayer in Proverbs. Look at this prayer in, in Proverbs 30. This is, the, um, this is uh, verse, verses 8 and 9. The prayer is this. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of the Lord. He says, give me what I need, Father. You give me what is sufficient. Give me what is apt, what is suitable, right? And then then I won't want to disown you. Then I won't have to steal, but give me my daily bread. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in, um, in the sixth chapter of Timothy. He wrote this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought, we brought nothing into the world. How many of y'all know you brought nothing with you? You didn't bring any, you didn't add value. You didn't bring anything with you, right? You brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But we, if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into a temptation and trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love, somebody say the love of money, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Not money. Money is not a, money is a tool. The love of it, when your heart longs for it, that becomes evil, is a root of all evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. What he's saying is, look, Ask God for what you need, and what you need is what is suitable for you. Your father knows what is suitable for you. 
My children know what they want, but I know what they need. As their parent, I know what they need. At least I know better than they most of the time, right? God, you know what you desire, but God knows your destiny. You know what would bring you pleasure, but God knows your purpose. And so sometimes we ask for things that God goes, that's not a part of my plan. You're asking for things that are not suitable or apt for you. I want you to take, is anybody with me this morning? Right? What I'm saying is God is not a vending machine. It's, God is, this is not a magic wand. You say, God, just throw down what I want. Right? No, God is saying, look, ask me for your daily bread because that is what I will extend to you. I will give you what you need. And if you ask for what you want and it's not what you need, I'm not going to give you that, right? And then I'm going to teach you what you really need. I'm going to teach you who you really are. I'm going to put you on a path so that you start asking for things that I actually want to give you. Somebody with me this morning. Amen. Now, there's a, there's a legitimate objection. There's a tension in this passage. And I thought about this tension a lot this week because... It's one thing for me to say, give us this day our daily bread, right? Because the reality is this. There's, there's almost no chance that I won't have something to eat tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's easy for me to say, give us this day our daily bread. Because I'm going to have bread tomorrow. I mean, I've actually got plenty of bread right here. I will eat this tomorrow and the next day and the following day, right? So for me to say, give us this day our daily bread, really is not that big of a deal because there's no chance that I'm not going to eat. But the tension that I was thinking about and praying about this, this week is, what about the people for whom that prayer is like for real, that, are, that do not have sufficient amount of food, that lack nourishment, that actually lack the ability to gain the physical sustenance. I'm not even talking about meaning and purpose and hope and joy. I'm talking about food, right? What about the people who literally do not have enough to eat? I thought, well, wait a minute, man. That's, what, is, what is Jesus saying? Is he saying, like, if you pray that, then God will wave a magic wand and get, then surely then the you know, nine million people that are undernourished uh, on, on, a, on an annual basis could just pray that prayer. And then God would throw down manna from heaven, right, like he did in the desert. So where's the, there's a tension there. Like, God, well, what about that? What about the fact that all these people who could be praying this prayer are probably praying this prayer, and they're still not getting their daily bread? And then I look back at the Scripture. I want to I show you something. Notice what it says. Let's go back to verse 11. Give us, somebody say us, this day, our, somebody say our, daily bread. Think about that. It doesn't say, give me this day my daily bread. It says, give us this day our daily bread. So you know what that tells me? When I'm praying for my sustenance, I'm also praying for the sustenance of those who lack. And if I'm praying for the sustenance of those who lack, and I have sufficient, and I actually have more, then now my request has become my responsibility. Come on, somebody. My ask has become my assignment. If I'm praying, God, give us this day our daily bread, and yet I see a brother or sister lacking, and I'm praying, give us, now my request has become my responsibility. That means I need to take what I have and go give that to somebody who needs it. Right? So, so we see God as the source. Right? He's our source. 
we see God will give us what is sufficient, right? But you know what this part of the scripture teaches us? If you're taking notes, write down the word sacrifice. Sacrifice. Because when we pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remember we talked about this last week? We don't pray, God, impose your will on earth as it is in heaven. We pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that prayer implicates us. It means that we are to live out and work out and build out the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That means the things that please God need to be the things that we're pursuing here on earth, right? So when we say, give us this day our daily bread, then suddenly we put ourselves in the position of saying, let us sacrifice in order to serve somebody else so that all of us have sufficient bread for the day. Is anybody with me today? Look at this passage, and I'm going I'm to wrap this up because we're going we're gonna to close in just a minute. This is, again, Jesus' brother James. He says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and what? So suppose somebody doesn't have daily bread. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is that? Very, he's very practical. James is like, he's the guy that you want, like, at the conference room table going, yeah, but what are we going to do about it, right? He said, what good is that? In the same way, he said, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. So even the prayer implies that we are a part of the solution. God does not, every once in a while, he sends manna from heaven, right? But the rest of the time, he calls on us and says, I want you to be the, the bread deliveries, deliveries, deliverers. <laughs> I want you to be, whatever the word is, I want you to be the supply chain. I want you, the, I'm, the supply is here. There's enough food on the planet, right? It's just a supply chain problem. He said, people of God, it's, it's, not a, it's not a food shortage problem. It's a kingdom shortage problem. And I want the people of God to be the kingdom of God and spread God's love. And also, hey, by the way, spread God's nourishment to every person around the globe. I, I, one, of things I, one of the things I love about this church, and this is an area that I even want us to grow in more. This is truly, and I mean this, one of the most, if not the most, generous groups of people I've ever been around. And our missions uh, and our outreach groups, we are very, very um, passionate. I actually talked to our missions team today because as I was, I was praying this, I was asking our missions team, I'm like, what are we doing to handle, like to provide actual food, right? We're doing a lot of stuff. There are a few organizations that we support. One, stepping into the light. One of the things that we do is we support them so they can provide food and shelter and clothing and drug and alcohol rehab and all of that, right? But, but basic needs. Um, we partner with some, some people in South Asia who are um, not only providing missions in the gospel but are also providing daily sustenance. Um, we support a group called Kikiri School in Uganda that does, uh, they teach little kids, and it's this great school. The kids come and learn, but part of that is they're providing a place for them to live, and they're providing daily bread. We, we support a group called Rafa House. Um, they, are, they are getting girls in, in um, Cambodia out of sex trafficking, and they literally have a house, a place where the girls can come, and they put a shelter over their head and put food on their table and put clothes on their, on their back. There's another group called Black Box that we support. And they're doing the same thing with boys that are being sex trafficked in the Dominican Republic. And so as, as I, you know, and, and my goal, my prayer, my hope is that, man, let's just lean further, further into that, right? Like th we're called to be the kingdom of God. We're called to be those who are supplying what people need, right? Because if we do that, if Christians do that, not just one family church, I'm talking about Christians around the globe, 
You take care of the problem. God has no needs. His church has no needs. His church is filled with people who have gifts and strengths and abilities and talents and resources. And when we spread those around to people who need them, there are no needs on the planet and the kingdom of God has come. So, okay. I'm going to close with this. The ultimate picture of that sacrifice, the ultimate picture of that sacrifice is given to us the night before Jesus was killed, when he sat down with his disciples and he talked to them over a plate of food. Last point, I want you to write down, write down the word supper. Write down the word supper. The night before Jesus was killed, he sat down with his disciples and he knew what was getting ready to happen, right? He knew what was getting ready to happen. So this is what he said to them. Luke 22, 19, 20. He said, he said, he took bread and he gave thanks. And he gave it to them, saying, this is my body. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let me just tell you what Jesus is saying here. I want you to get this, okay? He's saying, I am the source, right? I am the bread of life come down from heaven. I'm the bread. That's what he's saying. Second thing he's saying is, I'm sufficient. He said, those who eat of me will never go hungry again. I'm all you need. I am all you need. If you seek me first, everything else will be taken care of. I am sufficient, right? And then the third thing he said is, I'm the sacrifice. My body is about to be broken for you. And my blood is about to be spilled for you. Why? Because the need that you have, the demand that you have in your soul, the demand for, for sin to be washed away, the demand for true righteousness to be given to you, the demand for you to understand your real purpose, the demand for you to live out the fullness of who you truly are, what you were made to be, what you were designed to be, the demand for all that cannot be met by any other supply. I'm the source for all of that. And the way that you get that is when my body is broken and my blood is spilled and poured out for you. And when you receive that, you receive everything. You receive it all. It's right there. Everything you need is right there. I'm the full meal. So receive me, he said. Eat my body. Drink my blood. Receive my sacrifice. Today, what we're going to do to close out the service is we're going to take communion. We're going to take it at, here in, in New City. We're going to take it down at Shaw. And if you're at home, I encourage you to get some bread and, 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 a, and juice or wine and be prepared to take, take the sacrifice with us. What we're going to do is um, we're going to, in just a moment, we're going to have uh, some team members come to each station. And, um, and I'm going to pray. And then, they're go- and then what I'd like for you to do is, is to come up to the four stations. There are four stations here. And there are four stations at Shaw. And just come up to one of the stations and receive the bread and receive the cup. But don't take it. Don't eat it. Because what you'll do is you're going to go back to your seat 
at both campuses. You'll go back to your seat, and then um, we will uh, we'll all take it together, okay? Um, and so what I would say to you is this. If you're a follower of Jesus, this is, this is your way of, of embodying, physically remembering the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. The blood that he spilled that washed your sins as white as snow. That separated you from your sin as far as the east is to the west. This is your way of physically remembering that. Okay? If you are a person who's been on the fence about Jesus and today you're going, I want that meal. I'm going to go eat that meal. I want to be a part of that. Then I would invite you also, take the bread and cup and know that what you're doing is physically receiving the sacrifice that Jesus offered for you. Put your faith in him, believe in him, and then take the step. If you're not quite ready to do that today, if you're still considering and thinking about it, which all of us have been in that state at one point or another, then what I would ask for you to do is just spend time in prayer in your spot where you are. Just let your heart be meditative and reflecting on what you've heard and see what God might want to do in your heart and in your life. You don't need to come and take the bread and the cup. You can just stand and, and listen and watch and observe and see what's going on, right? But wherever you are on that spiritual journey, we want for you today, we want there to be some nourishment for your soul. We want you to tap into the true supplier. We want you to tap into the true source. So would you all stand with me at both campuses? Would you stand with me this morning? And if our team members could come to the, to the four stations at Shaw, at Shaw and at U-City, come and take the stations and be prepared. Get ready at Shaw and U-City. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray, and after I pray, then I would just ask for everyone at both campuses who are ready to, to do this uh, to come forward and take a bread, a piece of bread and cup, take it back to your, your seat and remain standing, and then we'll all, um, we'll all partake of the elements together. So let's pray. God, you're so good. Your, your word is, is bread. Your life is bread. You are bread. And today I just pray that each and every one of us would feast on your sustenance, on your nourishment. We love you and we are grateful for you. And we are just honored, Lord, for this opportunity to take the bread and cup and remember the sacrifice that you made. You are enough. You're our source. You are sufficient and you are our sacrifice. Help us, Lord, to partake of this supper. Uh, as you did with your disciples on the night before you were killed. And I pray, Lord God, that each and every one of us would be filled with your spirit and live out the life you've called us to live. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. You can come forward at all four stations and begin to take the cup and the bread.
on the on the night on the night that Jesus was betrayed he broke bread he gave it to his disciples and he said take eat this is my body it's broken for you poured out the cup and he said drink this is the blood of my covenant that's being poured out for you do this in remembrance of me let's pray father thank you for your love for us today thank you for being enough thank you for the way that you have satisfied the hunger of our soul let us never seek divine things from earthly sources. Let us seek all that we long for from you. Let us seek all that we need from you. You are all that we need. You are the source of all life, and we turn to you. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you for the broken body and the spilled blood for us. We love you. We honor you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. Worship team, come on up. We're going to close out the service with an opportunity for you to worship in a few different ways. One of the ways, if you need prayer today on your way out, um, oh, by the way, you can put your cup in the little cup holder in front of you. Not the big, not the big cup holder, not the big gulp holder, the little cup holder. Uh, if you want prayer today, our prayer team will be in the side auditorium. If you want to advance the, the mission of Jesus through your generosity, you can do that this afternoon, onefamilychurch.com slash give. If you're a guest, please don't feel any obligation to do that. But if this is your church home, we invite you to participate in that. Uh, and we just pray that each and every one of you has an amazing week. Let's just open our hearts, open our mouths, open our voices, and sing one more song of praise to God. Amen.